That, I mean, that's the biggest part, isn't it? You're trying to move yourself across uh, a surface of a liquid and uh, you've got to try and grab as much grip as possible to keep the paddle in the same place and move yourself past it. I mean, I mean that's the fundamentals of paddling. Um, a lot of people think that you're like, scooping water, water and throwing it behind you and you're propelling yourself forwards, but you're not. You want the paddle to really stay in the same spot and, and you move past it. And, um, yeah, so that's a key like feeling that I'm looking for when I'm paddling, training, uh, doing a technique work. Um, and you can, you know, secure your paddle in the water in lots of different ways, uh, technically with hitting it really hard, um, and then pulling it through in a certain way. Um, but I say, yeah, you have to speed it up quite, quite a lot for, for the speeds that I get, can get up to. So you're hitting about 180, 100, 185 strokes a minute, uh, at peak, um so you, you just do it day in day out and try and replicate that feeling uh, at a higher higher stroke rate yes yeah. that's, that's remarkable that number uh, burge I, i'm wondering you would probably think to do 185 strokes a session is that right right because i do remember <laughs> yeah. what you used to talk about how many because in slalom especially in c1 something about the quality the, the least number of strokes can be actually the most effective and, and that's that's remarkable to hear that i've never heard that number before Liam. that's kind of you can see my face i can see it myself my eyes are blown man 185 i'm like what so, yeah. so you're only up there for a couple of seconds and then it starts to come down again once the boat speeds up there. But mm. you, you're, you're having to move yourself faster than than the boat is moving across the water to propel yourself forwards. So that's why you're going to have to kind of keep up with that water. So if you're moving mm. at 100, um, if you're moving at, um, so my peak speeds are really around 24 kilometers an hour on the water, you're going to have to be moving that, paddle blade or moving yourself past that paddle blade in excess of 20 24 kilometers an hour to to keep yourself moving uh, essentially and um, it's really uh, it's really interesting i mean that's kind of like a universal feeling i remember having a uh, a webinar and q a like we are now with um, johnny and uh, lisa carrington as well and, and, and lisa described that i mean they say what do you feel when you're going flat out and it feels good and great and, and you know you're you're speeding along and uh, her answer was, it was like her paddles are like hitting concrete. So she's like gripping everything, everything she's throwing at the water she's gripping with and propelling herself forwards, um, which is kind of the adverse to what you might think it might feel like going so quick. Um, but uh, yeah, no, it's interesting. I don't think I could do 185 of anything in a minute, let alone paddle stroke is <laughs> complicated. But Adam, go on, tell me about your sensation and your sense of this this wonderful, I think it's to do with your body, right? And I, I felt in a canoe, canoe discipline especially, you really feel this kind of the way your body just all lines up on your paddle and you're leaning on it. And I just know, uh, you know, I just, I know, I love the way you talk about it. Yeah, yeah. No, I, um, I just love like a sustained stroke. So, so that, yeah, that, like that kind of cadence, that number scares me, <laughs> um, to be honest, you know, I see, I see some other C1 paddlers paddle off the start line and I'm like, like that would scare me knowing I'm going to go that hard off the start. Um, you know, I grew up paddling the river Trent at Staffordstone canoe club and, you know, it's like treacle. Um, so I think, you know, that's, that's my piece of Staffordstone that I'm taking to Tokyo is that, that ability to, to feel the water lock in and you know sustain the drives and and hopefully yeah just move fast across the water and um, without having to over move my body too much and and disrupt the boat um i guess that's the difference between slalom and sprint is obviously we've got the waves to deal with 
and you know in slalom you know i'm a big believer that um you know it, it really doesn't matter how quick you are on the flat water if you can't keep the front of your boat dry it means nothing because the waves are going to slow you down so much yeah we do occasionally have to deal with waves but we don't like it that much <laughs> our, our boats aren't really built for it <laughs> well it's funny isn't it because even slalomists don't really like waves when you're they're getting in your way you just want them to be underneath your boat but i do think i like waves yeah. because of they're so much good anyway but you know i think small. we love waves i think yeah i think as a slalom paddler like we look at we look at courses especially somewhere like lee valley with so many features and stoppers and waves it's you know you look at it it's just like a playground isn't it and i think that's that's something you learn over time you just you you see the features and you're like wow like that can that can ping me over there and you know those those feelings are second to none for me we've got it's what 11 tons of water a second come down our channel you know when you put the paddle in the right place like i said when you lock in you sustain the drive you feel it just push you where you want to go um and conversely yeah you get it wrong you know about it (laughs) Uh, Adam, what about you? How do you kind of take your mind out of this uh, this this business? I know you're super into yoga and and stuff like that. Is that a part of it, or is this an aspect of your? Do you see yoga as a bridging the gap, or is it is it a is it a way of I don't want to say escaping because that's a bit sounds a bit weird, but kind of getting away or, or changing changing your mindset. What's where? How does that fit in, or what do you do? It's a bit of both, really. And I think you know because of the pandemic, my my studio is closed, and you know. Part of it for me is, you know, I, I really like the community around it. Um, so it's, it, you know, I have to say like my personal practice here is it, it's just not quite the same. Um, so I, I haven't been doing as much at home as I'd probably usually do if my studio was open. But what what it is, you know, it's it's moving and breathing. And that's what we do all day long. And, and you know, my yoga practice has, has made me quite fascinated in both of those things. And I think now kind of where I'm at is, you know, I'm, I'm really quite interested in how, how I'm moving and how I'm breathing, you know, the 24 hours a day. Um, so that's, that's not like a, not an escape thing, but, but you'd be amazed that, you know, in, in the morning between waking up and arriving at the venue, um, the amount of time in that window I've, I've spent, you know, thinking about how I'm breathing or, or where the weight is in my feet and you know that that's what the yoga practice has given me it's not just about what you do on the mat it's you know the, the next level for me is then how you take that into your everyday life yeah no that's really interesting because i use that word escape really like not wanting to because what you're talking about is the very opposite of escape it's about complete presence and being completely there with yourself rather than trying to get away from things and that for me is what i really wanted to do in my sport as well you know you want to be there because you're you've done all this stuff and you've had all this effort put into you by various people. It's kind of honoring, honoring the moment, honoring the breath that you have, that moment that you have at that time to be able to be there when we know, especially in these times, so you know that is not universally possible for so many people. So that's lovely to hear you say that. I mean, like like we're so, you know, we need totally normal lives as well. So like everyone else, you know, I love sitting down and watching a series on Netflix just as much as anyone. Um, I guess maybe the the slightly novel approach I might bring to it is that, you know, I'm pretty conscious about how I'm sitting whilst I'm doing that. And, you know, I, you're, you're, you're watching it stood on one finger balanced, like in a, <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> what about you, Liam? Yeah. You've got obviously your daughter and you've got your family around you. Um, is that how, is, what, how, is that what you do to be away from your, uh, your sport? 
yeah, I mean, it's changed over the years that I've been competing uh, and I've been an athlete. So um, it's very much now about being a dad when in my free time, it is about looking after my daughter and, and, and dealing with family life and, and making sure things set up for the next session. Um, but, uh, you know, previously I, or on training camps when you have free time, uh, it would be pretty much watching films, uh, doing design work, bits and pieces, uh, designing something, thinking about something else. Um, designing what? Designing think, what? What, what you are you know, designing? All, all sorts, bits and pieces, anything kind of that takes my fancy, I suppose. I do a lot of boat designs for for Nello uh, and paddle sports design. So the graphic design work, which which goes on their their boats for for people to have their own snazzy snazzy kayaks 